Hey guys, it's another special episode of the Skullcast. Uh, it's me again, Walter, and joining me as always is Azil. Hey. So this is just another really quick little thing. Uh, just this morning, we got a little teaser of what episode 364 is going to be about. For this is pretty unprecedented. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven panel previews of the episode 364, and. Almost every single panel they show is pretty significant, and each of them is worth discussing a little bit. Now, until a couple days ago, I never expected to be even be doing this anymore. You know, yeah. uh, to be talking about the next episode of Berserk in a way where it's a lot of heightened speculation or hype and speculation about what will happen, and we're getting this like perfectly wrapped package about. You know, just for fans to start to start these conversations. That's why these panels exist, is to get us excited yeah. for the major event that's going to happen. And not only is it a major episode, it's a major release of Berserk because it it's the it even he says it right here in the preview memorial. So to me, just even them saying that implies that this is really the end um, of, of Berserk. But I don't know because it's timed to the the release of the exhibition. You know, um, yeah. We've talked about this till we're all blue and purple in the face. I really do think I never expected even this. Uh, I expected to see sketches, drafts of what 364 would become, knowing that it probably wasn't final. But we're seeing it released in a final quote unquote form. So then that's it, right? Or will we see sketches of 365? This either way, I think this is it in terms of the actual episode releases, mm. uh, the schedule of it. So it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, I also honestly I didn't expect anything, and in a way, it's um, how to say it's a mechanism to avoid being disappointed. I mean, the more you expect, the more you you let down when it doesn't come to be, and so I of course I had hopes that there would be some more, and I'm super delighted. I mean, beyond uh, delighted to to be getting this, and of course, yeah, there could be another one, there could be two other ones, maybe they had stockpiled three episodes more, but. If you start having expectations like that, you're inevitably going to get disappointed because it never stops, right? Maybe they, they had 10, maybe they had 15. No, yeah. no, they didn't have that much. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad we've got that one. We also, it seems to be complete. It seems to have been completed uh, by, by actually by Mura and not something that was halfway done as the assistance uh, finished. So that's also, also great because it was absolutely not guaranteed. And yeah, obviously it's a... I mean, it's a super, super important release. Uh, I'm beyond, beyond uh, happy about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone who's been following Berserk and sees certain panels on there, they already have similar thoughts to the ones that we have, but we're just going to talk about them because we just can't contain ourselves in our excitement for this next episode. That's really what this is all about. Probably feeling the same things you guys are feeling. So uh, let's go. I think it'd be useful to go through each panel and talk about what's happening Let's in it and what go. we think is happening in it. So, also clockwise. This is a nice little clockwise sequence, right? So, the first one, clockwise, is Casca and the boy. Casca holding the boy, the boy basically face to face. Why wouldn't that be God sends a boy clockwise? I mean... What? That's that's like a, that's eleven o'clock. Ah, you're starting right in the middle. Okay, because... Uh, okay, sure, yeah, what, whatever, fine, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's a, yeah, there's a delineation between the two pictures, but if you'll notice, the left one is slightly larger. So I feel like if you started oh at midnight, God. it would be on that side. But I understand 
Am I cutting this material? Uh, no, okay, <laughs> as you want. <laughs> let's do. Let's start with Cascade Boy. <laughs> Sorry to be yeah. such a pain in the ass. So if we just start clockwise, it makes sense. Let's just start clockwise. Why not? It's Casca uh, and the boy face to face. What's interesting to me about this panel is that Casca is smiling and seems to, who knows, know the boy. That was one question I had is how familiar and yeah. how immediately familiar she'll be. Everyone knows her actual relationship with the boy, but that, that happened to, you know, Elaine, you know, how much of that was transferred to Casca? How much does she feel for the boy? Yeah. You know? Can she instinctively know it's him mm-hmm. uh, or can she even just remember? Or is he just like, Hey, who are you cute little guy mm-hmm. and because that might like that might also be the thing at first she's like hey who's this cute boy and then it hits her so um we've got uh we've got these possibilities and i'm not sure honestly i'm not sure in that panel whether she knows yet or not it's uh to me it's a bit hard mm-hmm. to say i'm not sure and what, next what do you we think gut- what do you think oh what do i think i think she knows all right yeah um I think what we're missing here is, I mean, obviously it's everything's taken out of context, right? That's the, that's the, the enemy of understanding here is that everything's taken out of context and we don't really know what's yeah. leading up to each of these little moments. So and I, these panels may not be uh, in a chronological order. Oh, not at all. So yeah, that's we'll, we'll also, that. uh, yeah, um, something that can be a bit of a misdirection. Yep. Yeah, I think this kind of panel was just a simple panel of those two together after a big reveal, you know, revelation has happened for Casca in this episode, which is also just very exciting. Uh, next panel, we have Guts. Looks like he's uh, putting his hand on his legs, looking really kind of manly. Looks like he's still outside the building. It seems like uh, he's sitting on the windowsill to me, but I'm something. not quite sure. Yeah, I don't know how tall that building is or how he'd be positioning himself, but it looks to me like he's kind of peeking through the window a little bit. I'm guessing that's how he handed the boy off, if that's what's happening. You know, if he actually handed the boy off to Casca. How does that happen, though? I don't know. I don't know if that can happen if they're, they can't be face-to-face, right? Well, yeah, I mean, um, if he... Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I was going to say, know. maybe the boy was on his back and he brought it to her like that. But actually, as we can see in the next panel, it seems to be the other way around. To me, it felt like he was sitting in maybe the door frame or at the window, and then the boy climbed on his back. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about that one right next to it. Smack in the middle, we have uh, the boy on top of Guts, similar to how it happened in that little cabin by the ocean outside of Britannus, right? He's kind of climbing up on Guts, piggybacking. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, my, I will wonder if it's just the armor that he's reacting to. It is a little exclamation mark. Looks like Guts is just coming in the door frame, like he just mm-hmm. entered, right? And the boy I, is there, I, th- I think uh, the way I see it is Guts has got his back at the door mm-hmm. and the boy climbs on his back like that. Maybe Guts was sitting on the on the porch listening to what Casca was saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of how I interpret it. But since we, we can't see much, it's hard to be sure. I don't think the boy's reacting to the armor specifically. I think he's just climbing on top of dad. Got it. Well, the, yeah, and the only reason I mentioned the armor at all is for a, a panel we'll get to. But uh, moving along in the strictly chron- uh, um, clockwise sequence here, the bottom right is really interesting to me. Uh, it's Casca and, you know, Guts group having sharing a meal by a campfire. Uh, we have Casca sitting down with Shirke, Isma, and Farnese. Farnese, of course, still in her new outfit um, as a witch. 
And on the other side, where the actual campfire itself is happening, we have Isidro. It's kind of hard to see who else. I'm assuming Azan and Roderick and Serpico, perhaps, but mm. you can't really see them. It's interesting that the boys are with the boys and the girls with the girls. It's kind of segregated. But at the same time, it feels like something that really happens, you know, when you've got these kinds of family reunions mm-hmm. and uh, you'll get... Uh, the girls by themselves, the boys by themselves, and maybe the younger ones go do some things. The older people stay on the other side. It's a, it's an interesting uh, scene, yeah. I didn't look too closely at this panel in particular until just now, but it does look like the boy is in Casca's lap. She has her hands on the back of his head, and you can see his head kind of drooping down in front of Casca. So the boy is still there, sitting in front of in Casca's lap. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't... Uh... I actually can't quite make it out, so I'll take your word for it. It's too. Yeah, I'm zoomed in pretty pretty closely. That looks like yeah. a, the black hair right next to her head. Yeah, she's looking she... down right at him as well. So mm, yeah. Moving on clockwise, we have the panel of the moment, of course, which is Griffith's hair flowing uh, left to right, uh, right in front of guts. Now, what's interesting here is they're outside. Is the same uh, positioning as it was where we left off in 363, outside well, this house. Not exactly, because Guts is closer to the, the house than he was, and he's not with his back to the tree anymore, at least it seems to me. But he turned, right? Yeah. In this sequence, he just turned to face this person. That could still work, I think. And the mm-hmm. next shot yeah, okay, yeah. looks like it's the boy uh, with the, the light coming through. I'm assuming it's the moonlight coming through the trees, perhaps, uh, looking in the boys. Looks like the hair is turning colors to me. And that shot? Hard to hard say, to say. Hard to say. Could just be the lighting. Because if you totally. look at uh, 363, he's also got these wide hi- highlights from the moonlight. So yeah. hard to say. And also, I'll say that it could be the moonlight. It could also be the sunlight. Like, uh, mm-hmm. if we imagine... Because we see that scene of them uh, eating uh, on the lower right panel... Uh, is it at night? Is it uh, during the day? I mean, when we last see Casca, she's uh, having tea in bed. Uh, I mean, presumably before sleeping. So mm-hmm. could that be the right. morning? Could the boy show up to Guts again in the morning? Hard, hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. The last is, of course, Guts uh, kind of ruffling the hair of the boy. And the boy has Guts, looks like Guts cloak all around him. Whereas Guts... Looks like he has bare shoulders, and nothing about the armor is hinted in that panel. So it looks like the, he has removed the armor in that panel, which is yeah. fascinating. He also, and, um, his hair looks down as if he's uh, taken a bath or something, or you know, mm-hmm. been drenched in sweat. In any case, his hair looks like he's, uh, he's been in water. It's not its, it's usual shape, it's mm-hmm. falling uh, on top of his brow. So, yeah, needless to say, there is a lot happening in pretty much every panel here, uh, and all of it is worth discussion. Uh, I do really wonder about the sequence of events here. We kind of teased about that earlier. Um, I think everyone's kind of put, trying to put the puzzle pieces of this thing in, in order, and it's difficult because the, the natural the, nat- the natural con- sequence is the boy meets with Guts and Casca, and then as he departs, turns into a Griffith, and that's you know that leads to episode 365, a big showdown mm. between Guts and Griffith. Mm. That's like the superficial take, right? Yeah. I don't know if that meshes, though, with everything we're seeing. Two, two things I'll add regarding the, the big panel, the one where we see Griffith's hair, is that we see that the tips of the, the hair is still black. So it, it, does, it implies it's re- literally transforming before Guts' eyes. Because we we see that right. uh, that tip is still black, and we also see, I believe, uh, Casca at the back in the door frame, 
which implies that she also sees that transformation, which has big implications for her and her mental state. So, um, but at this, at this, uh, I mean, because the resolution is so low, it's hard to yeah. be, to be sure, but I, it does look like a cascade to me. Yeah, and, and and where we place this particular panel in the sequence kind of changes what our expectations are for not just this episode, but the next few episodes. Uh, if it is indeed the final panel or the final page or one of the final pages of this episode, then it means we're going to have some kind of confrontation uh, between Guts and Griffith. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, But that's not necessarily the only conclusion we can come with, particularly with the way this thing evolves. If the boy reveals himself to Guts to be partly Griffith. I wonder if that might be a conscious choice that the boy made to show him, to show his parents that this is the scenario that we're in right now, you know, cause that's something mm. that neither of them know anything about, but it is of course the crux of the issue for them moving forward. Yeah. Uh, the issue is the question is, can the boy do this of his own volition or is it, or, or is this Griffith forcing his way out similar mm. to what we talked about in the past? Yeah, because, um, so that, that's been um, something we, we've uh, mentioned on the podcast before, I think. The idea is that uh, Femto is the dominant one. Most of the time, all of the time, he's the one in control. And uh, we saw that uh, in Volume 22, the boy was able to force him to act to protect his uh, mother. And also he felt something when he saw Guts fight with Zod, felt something for his dad. So, but still, Griffith was the one in control. He he lost control in that one snap second moment, but he's in control. However, during the full moon, the boy takes control so much so that he actually transforms back into uh, what he would be, uh, which is a, a little boy. Uh, however, um, is it possible, Femto? I, I'm against... So, from the beginning, I've been reluctant uh, with the idea that Femto could do this as he wishes. Like he could just come forth uh, just on a whim and just take back control. I think if he does, it would have to be something he calculated and that can only be done temporarily, that he has to struggle to to go back to the forefront, transform back and be dominant again. Um, Well, let me interject real quick. And and the reason though, the reason for your objection is that it because it negates the conflict for Griffith. If, if it's something he has complete control over, then there's really no problem. He can just say no thanks yeah. to the transformation. That's clearly not the case, though. Yeah, exactly. And also, the the, the thing is, uh, we see right from the beginning of Volume 3 that Femto is overwhelmingly powerful. And even though Guts got the armor, he's got companions, Shiruki is great. Uh, Femto is overwhelmingly powerful. He's so powerful that... I mean, he's going to be the last guy, you know, at the last moment, the last battle, the last volume of the, of the series. And so what makes Guts the one that can defeat him? It's not just that he's Guts, because Femto is overwhelmingly powerful. It's also that he's his dad. And so that, there's that conflict. And also that's a conflict for Guts and Casca. Uh, should they rescue the son? Should they kill Griffith? Uh, which also means saving the world, most likely. And so, how can they do boss? Can they do boss? That's a huge. I mean, from from a long time, we've speculated that it would be the the main tension for the last part of the story is them trying to have it all. Boss saves the son uh, and and defeat Griffiths, basically killing him, uh, or Femto, should I say? Uh, so yeah, that's the whole aspect. 
Uh, and like you said, to get back to a point, uh, it might be the boy relinquishing control voluntarily. It might be him having overstayed. And so the sunlight brings Griffith's uh, force. Or it might mm. be Griffith having calculated this moment uh, to achieve a goal. And um, that's maybe a little bit supported by the last scene we see of him in Charlotte's bedroom, where he's like, he notices that his hair is changing color. And he's like, yeah, tonight again, as expected, kind of. And that could be, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll transform to the boy. It could also be, okay, it's tonight that I must act to fulfill whatever objective I have. And of course, that objective would be, well, removing as uh, a hindrance, which is uh, the two people that uh, push a reaction from the boy, Gus and Casca. Right. Just to distill the last thing you said, uh, the question is, if Griffith is choosing now to reveal himself to manifest control over the boy, what would the purpose be in doing that instead Mm. of just, you know, escaping? And you're suggesting that he is choosing now to eliminate Guts and Casca is basically an impediment, because if the boy and Griffith are, are tied together and Griffith can do nothing about that, then the way that he writes himself on the path that he has control over is by removing the obstacle of the boy constantly seeing his parents. Remove the parents, remove the obstacle. Yeah, uh, because then the boy would have no more reason to try and force his way mm-hmm. forward and resist uh, just being uh, you know, remnant inside of him that doesn't do anything. And so there's, there, and then, you know, there's, there's the aspect, uh, is he trying to just kill them? Uh, is he trying to tone them into saying, well, I'm, that's who I am, the boy is me, uh, don't come look for him. Maybe elicit right. some, threat. yeah, elicit some hostility from guts, so that the boy also feels that his father doesn't love him. I, you know, it might be a mix of everything together that we don't quite know for sure yet. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot that we don't know about the sequence. I actually favor, despite everything you just said, uh, I actually favor the idea that this happens before. Um, Everything happens in the rest of the panels. That doesn't work, though, because Casca is probably in the doorway right there. Uh, and that also... Well, it could work. So what what you're saying, just to clarify for the listeners, yeah. you're saying, because what everybody assumes and what's the most logical assumption, because it would be a, a climactic end for the episode, is mm-hmm. that stuff happens. And at the very end, the boy transforms it back into Griffiths. And either the final shot is that shot of the hair... Uh, or maybe that's a penultimate, and then we see Griffith fully revealed in the nude. Or maybe we see another last one, which is Guts uh, swinging his sword, uh, which is the uh, you know the pictures has been used for promotion for promoting the yeah. exhibition, uh, which is Guts swinging his sword or something. What could it be? Well, I mean, it's Griffith. There you go. Why not this? So, uh, so that's or is that three hundred and sixty-five? Yeah, and so that's also something you and I discussed is. Uh, I was saying, well, it would also make sense for it to be like this, the, uh, you know, t- pages two and three of episode uh, 265, because it ends with the reveal of Griffiths. Then the first page is, uh, the two of them and Guts clenching his teeth and swinging the sword, you know, and then page four is going to be Casca saying, no, my son or something, or maybe having just a panic attack because she's got these conflicted feelings between her motherly love of her son and, the uh, recalls of the trauma of her rape uh, by Femto. So complicated stuff. But what you are proposing is that actually the transformation occurs at the beginning and the rest of the episode occurs afterwards, which is, uh, yeah, it's, uh, how to say, ambitious. 
Yeah, for sure. I I just don't, as I'm seeing it now and thinking about it, I just, him revealing himself as Griffith would totally change their relationship. It wouldn't just be a, hey, by the way, there's this weird thing I've got, this issue I've got. Anyway, let's have a fun time together. Yeah. And then the parents having these heartwarming scenes with Guts and Casca, as we see in these panels, treating him as if he's just the boy they've always known. This revelation would fundamentally change that dynamic for them. Though. I'm not saying they wouldn't love their child anymore. I'm saying it yeah. makes it more fraught. You and, know? Um, yeah, and I'll tell you what I've been believing for a long time is that uh, beyond just uh, Casca seeing guts and being reminded of the eclipse and stuff like that, they would have a, a disagreement or maybe Gus would be very conflicted about, like, should he love his son? Should he hate Griffiths? Can he can he reconcile these two things? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're now inhabiting the same body. So I feel like, and that's also some things that this Knight would probably come in and utter some philosophical thing and then just fly off and Gus would be like, damn it! Damn well, it's it! Just a, it's also not something, that's not a conflict that Gus is going to resolve in the course of one episode, which yeah. is what would basically be happening if my proposal became true. Uh, Gus would be like, yeah, you're Griffith, yeah, but so what? Your hair is cute. I'm going to ruffle your hair real quick. That's probably not likely, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like, again, there's some things that would, it would be a, a conflicting issue, a matter of uh, <laughs> interpersonal drama for like several volumes until... I don't know, three volumes before the end. Yeah. Finally, um, they're like, okay, I'll, I'll save my son. And, uh, and that goes from there. And so what I think happens is, okay. I think Guts and the boy meet, maybe maybe they have a talk, maybe... I mean, I'm, it doesn't seem like the, the boy is talking still, since right. he doesn't speak. He, maybe on that last panel, there's some speech bubbles, and it looks like it's coming from the boy slash Griffith to me. Yeah, Other well, than that, it's yes, probably I more Griffiths than the boy, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't and um, I'm guessing he brings her to Casca or something, and then, as he's leaving, the boy grabs onto him, and... Yeah. They take a bath together. They have a father-son bath time. So Gus removes his armor. They take a bath. Then when they're done, he puts his cloak on him. And what we see in the panel where Casca is with the girls, mm-hmm. she's drying his hair. Yep, exactly. So I think that's what happens. And I think... That's good. At, at the end, and maybe maybe uh, the fact the boy is there, maybe that helps Casca be able to look at Gus at least from the back, without having a panic attack. But as the hope, yeah, as a boy is about to leave, he transforms back into Griffiths, and that throws Guts into a frenzy, and of course, Casca's also shocked. And uh, we don't know what he says, but uh, there's also the possibility Griffiths could be saying, well, uh, he resisted for a while, but I'm getting stronger, he's getting weaker, soon your, your son will cease to exist. Some things that has tension, I mean, that's kind of cheesy what I'm saying, so mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be exactly like that, but there might also be that tension of, you've got to move to save your son, because I think that's what Mira had planned uh, for the end of the series. It's not just revenge anymore for Guts, he's, he's moved not fully past it, because of course that's a big deal, but he's moved a bit beyond and they've got to save the world and they've also got, most importantly, to save their son. So it's it's like personal in two ways, uh, because or three ways for them, for their friends who were sacrificed and to save their son. And that adds, uh, you know, in addition to, of course, being saving the world. So that has a, a personal aspect to it that's uh, very deep and touching, I think. 
Yeah, there's there's a couple things. Uh, I kind of don't want to get lost for the forest of the, for the trees here um, because there's two major things that are happening here. Right? The first is Guts realizing that the boy is Griffith and the Griffith is the boy is something that we've been talking about for I don't know, 15 years? 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Since 2006. Um, so it's finally coming to bear here. And Guts is seeing it. It's not that it's happening off frame, that it's revealed to the readers. It's being revealed to the readers um, in the same time it's for Guts, you know? Yeah, it's of a course. major, major thing that's happening in this little preview panel that we get. So this is a big episode on its own because of that. The second thing, though, is this is finally uh, the return to the focus of the story where it's about Guts and Griffith and Casca in a way that it hasn't been since the eclipse. I mean, because you could say, oh, well, they had a reunion on the Hill of Swords. That's even in the title, right? Right. But Casca was not in her right mind. You know, now she is in her right mind. This is the actual face-to-face between these three characters that are at the core of the whole story. Mm. And it's finally happening now after de- literal decades apart uh, yeah. for readers. So. Yeah, which is interesting because uh, in his interview, I believe it was with Le Figaro, a French newspaper, Mira said at some point that uh, the story would refocus on Guts, a conflict between Guts, uh, Griffiths, and obviously that includes uh, Casca and everything. And like you said, some time elapsed because Guts, as a Black Soulsman, had to get through his trouble, save Casca, and he gained new companions. Meanwhile, we saw Griffiths uh, build up his forces and start building his empire. And now, obviously, as the two of them uh, have kind of, I mean, Guts has finally regrouped uh, with Casca being back. Uh, they would be in their last uh, rest until the final stretch. And Griffiths, obviously, uh, him and the, the other members of the God Hand are furthering their plans. And we might also have seen, uh, well, what they were actually planning, what, what the master plan would be. So we were heading towards that confrontation. And that's why that moment is a big, big pivotal point of, well, okay, now we're steering back towards what matters. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's telling that, just uh, at the end of episode 363, just before the boy appears, uh, Guts is thinking about Griffiths. Uh, when he saw Griffiths on the cliff, when they were leaving Britannus, he, he's got that uh, flash and he's like, mm-hmm. he's kind of pissed. It's unresolved. So, yeah, it's, it's, that, that, there's that unresolved thing. And well, no, it's, it's coming to bear. So uh, yeah, obviously, like you said, it's a, it's a big deal, a pivot for the story. Uh also wanted to point out that the boy generally, whenever he comes, he comes usually to rescue his parents from some impending disaster or, or, or violence, mm. uh, often because of Guts' transformation. Uh, it's usually when he appears to save the day. And so that's kind of where our heads were when 363 ended, was that the boy is here, therefore some massive thing is about to happen, because that's usually how it works. And he usually stays for a couple episodes until that, you know, danger, you know, presents itself. On the on the island, it actually happened twice, where, you know, he intervened twice while on the island. But mm. uh, I'm talking about the Sea Gods uh, Island. Anyway, but here, it looks like we see the beginning and the end of it within the course of an episode, if that mm. is indeed the sequence of events. Yeah. Um, the boy comes, reels himself to be Griffith by the end of it, and then he's presumably out by then. Uh, but we don't know. Uh, you know. We've talked everything we've talked about has been contained within the tiny box of the previews we have, mm. and the expectation that we probably will never th- see three hundred sixty-five. Yeah. But Griffith showing himself here in this particular place, you know, implies a huge a- action sequence. It wasn't just going to be a wave hello 
and then disappear, I don't think. Well, uh, it also shows that he's supremely confident because he mm-hmm. does, he doesn't care. He comes alone. He doesn't care. Uh, I mean, it also implies he doesn't really feel threatened by the place and the people mm-hmm. who are there. Yeah, and I want, I wonder if that confidence is, is well placed or not. <laughs> uh, or basically, if he was to, if Mira was to force a, a confrontation here, how would that resolve itself? And, and what would what would all those decisions say about the future of the story and where it was headed? Like, for example, this has been like a thought experiment. Me and Azil have been lobbing at each other the whole morning. Is you know, what do we want to see out of, of this out of this sequence? You know, to me personally, I would like to see Griffith sweat for once. I would like to see him exert more than he thought he needed to, to resolve, you know, to get out of this whole conflict, you know, safely. And then he eventually escaped and that's the end of it, right? It's like a little interstitial thing before what would be a final conflict to tease what could be for a final conflict, which is Mm. a lot to ask, right? Does something that would make Griffith sweat, what would that be? You know, I don't think it would just be guts. I think it would have to involve the gurus and potentially Dan and SK, how, what kind of conflict would there be for him to, to sweat? Is, is the, the yeah. To, so just to get back on the boy quickly, I, I do think the boy stays uh, probably the entirety of the night. He stays much of the night. And we might see the bath scene, the dinner scene, and all these little uh, snippets. We might get uh, you know, some of that. And, and maybe the reason for him coming is to help uh, Casca recover... Uh, handle her trauma better. Just be able to see, get some more, something like that. Maybe he didn't come to help in a battle, but to help on the on a, on the psychological uh, front. As for uh, the battle, that's a good question, a tough one. I I also think, obviously, I think Guts is gonna take a swing at Griffiths. I don't think Guts is going to be able to uh, how to say to endanger Griffiths. I don't think even with the armor, he can do it very easily. Maybe with the boy's help. That's the thing. Maybe if the boy uh, fights back and Griffiths can't fight fully, maybe, you know, if he has got, like, uh, he his limbs don't obey or something like that, he might get in trouble. At the same time, and I, and I do think there'll be, a, like, a, a skirmish or something like that. I don't think it w- is going to be, like, a huge battle that lasts several episodes. Uh, I don't think... It's going to be the four great gurus and Volvaba and uh, Skull Knight and Danan and Guts and Shiruke and Serpico. Everybody against... Farnese them. too. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be everybody against uh, Griffiths. And then Griffiths is like, damn, oh, I had to use uh, 60% on my power. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going now. I don't think it's going to be like that. The reason why is we're at uh, three three-fourths of the story now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to, we can't afford just because of the, where we are in the story to have, uh, the main villain be unbeatable. He's got to be, he's got to be, to have a weakness that can be exploited. He's got to be beatable. And if you got basically the most powerful guys on the, on the good side and they can't do anything, like they can't even deal him some lasting damage. Then it's like, well, I mean, Guts alone is not going to, to do it because at the end of the story, it's not going to be Guts, the gurus, all the magic users, everybody piling on top of Femto. It's gonna, not going to be that. It's going to be Guts and Femto. Maybe Cascan's a boy helping or something like that, but it's going to be pretty restrained, you know, because otherwise, 
uh, there's no tension, there's no drama. I mean, the story that's that's got to be the final battle. It's got to be guts against Femto, obviously. Mm-hmm. So in order for that to be possible, if you show everybody throwing everything they got at Femto on Elfhelm in Elfhelm, which is a disadvantage for him, and like he just sweats a little, like you say. And then Guts has to go fight him in his lair in Falconia, in his throne room. I mean, it just, I, I just don't see it working. So the way I think it could happen is either he says what he's got to say to Guts, Guts take a swing, maybe gets his ass whooped, maybe Casca comes in and, and he, you know, he can't deal the final blow, maybe Guts manages to get a hit in and he has to flee or something like that. Maybe, uh, Get Flynn intervenes. And does some things that transforms him back into the boys and the boy lives or maybe forces him to flee. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be like a full-on all-out battle where Femto just doesn't get uh, any real damage. And also don't think Femto could get real damage in a film that will last all the way until Falconia, uh, they, they face off again in Falconia. I don't think it makes sense. So to me, it's got to be uh, like we knew. Sorry, I'm, I'm just rambling here. Uh, we knew there would be uh, a big battle in our film. There's got to be something. I don't think this is it. I think mm-hmm. this is obviously a huge, super dramatic moment, maybe the biggest dramatic moment, maybe the only dramatic moment. Maybe there won't be a, an all-out battle, even though uh, with the weaker man and everything, I don't know if it was any, it feels like we're going to introduce to these uh, four great gurus. We want to see them flex their muscles a little. We, we want to see... Apostles. What we actually want to see is a bunch of apostles coming, uh, you know, lumbering, and then the, the old guys are like snapping their fingers and memory something, and the apostles explode. That's what I want to see personally. <laughs> I don't uh, know about explode. I want to see some. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to see one of them being petrified, another one yeah. uh, taken by trees or whatever. Uh, just there's lots of ideas, but that's not the point. My point is, it's not gonna come to that here with just Griffiths because. Yeah. I mean, even if they throw everything they got at him and he's just like, you know, uh, his pupils contract and everything they throw is uh, dispelled. I mean, that's great. That's cool. But then it's just a story of Femto's invisible guy. And I don't think it's going to go like that. Yeah, I I guess. (laughs) Fucking A. Um, Despite all that talk, despite how I felt before and, and despite everything you say, I still don't know how it would go down. Like, I still can't. I can't weave like a thread through that, that hits all the right points and, and makes this a, uh, a a good sequence. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying I really, really want to know how Miura was or will, you know, resolve this. Uh, yeah. What, you know, so knowing knowing that he and Guts are face to face and likely a conflict is to come. What will the significance of that outcome be for the rest of the story? You know, to me, just broad strokes, I think it has to hint at what the final encounter, what the framework for a final encounter will be in the future, right? That's what we were kind of expecting was now that we're finally stopped the story's expansion in the broad terms, now we start coming back to the main points of it. So the story begins to contract as it leads towards a conclusion. You know, seeing these two fight is the first, you know, step in that direction, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I agree, and it's a very good point you made about hinting at what the final confrontation would be. And I do think—I mean, I've been saying so for 15 years. I think the boy is the key. I think <laughs> the key comes down not to uh, get fling throwing a fireball, but to the boy, even in such a way having enough of a sway that uh, he can, uh, how to say, push the battle 
in God's favor. Again, like we saw in volume 22, where he compelled Griffiths to protect Casca. And I feel like, again, maybe Casca intervenes in this case, maybe something happens, but I feel like the, the, the core of it should be that uh, Griffiths is handicapped because he took over the body of that little boy who loves his parents, and that's mm-hmm. going to be his downfall, and not a guy throwing thunderbolts and, and stuff like that. Until he, a couple of days ago, I never expected to be even be doing this anymore. You know, yeah. uh, to be talking about the next episode of Berserk in a way where it's a lot of heightened speculation or hype and speculation about what will happen, and we're getting this like perfectly wrapped package about you know just for fans to start to start these conversations. That's why these panels exist is to get us excited yeah. for the major event that's going to happen. And not only is it a major episode, it's a major release of berserk because it it's the it even he says it right here in the preview memorial so to me just even them saying that implies that this is really the end um of, of berserk but i don't know because it's timed to the, the release of the exhibition you know um yeah we've talked about this till we're all blue and purple in the face i really do think i never expected even this uh, i expected to see sketches drafts of what 364 would become knowing that probably wasn't final but we're seeing it released in a final quote-unquote form so then that's it right or will we see sketches of 365 this either way i think this is it in terms of the actual episode releases Mm. uh the schedule of it so it's a big it's a big deal yeah i also honestly i didn't expect anything and in a way it's um how to say it's a mechanism to avoid being disappointed i mean the more you expect the more you you let down when it doesn't come to be, and so I of course I had hopes that there would be some more, and I'm super delighted. I mean beyond uh, delighted to to be getting this, and of course yeah there could be another one, there could be two other ones, maybe they had stockpiled three episodes more, but if you start having expectations like that, you're inevitably going to get disappointed because it never stops, right? Maybe they, they had 10, maybe they had 15. No, yeah. no, they didn't have that much. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad we've got that one. We also, it seems to be complete. It seems to have been completed uh, by, by actually by Mura and not some things that were halfway done and the assistants uh, finished. So that's also, also great because it was absolutely not guaranteed. And yeah, obviously it's a, I mean, it's a super, super important release. Uh, I'm beyond, beyond uh, happy about this. And to go back to what you were saying earlier, yeah, even though I've been saying all these things, oh, this happens, this happens, and it would make sense that this happens. Mura, I mean, he was a genius. He knew how to surprise us. He knew there's countless times where I expected something would happen, I expected something wouldn't happen. And I was taken aback because he did something completely different from what I expected. Uh, and so that's the genius of Mira, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, 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 we, we have no idea what, what happens here. Maybe Dana intervenes, maybe whatever, maybe Griffiths just say a word and then he, he goes away for some reason. Who knows? Maybe she shakes Scott's hands. No, I'm just bullshitting now, but uh, we, <laughs> no, no, we don't I know. Mean, I think you raise a really solid point and I haven't, I've barely even said the word Dana so far. It would be really weird for this major, you know, what's the word? Conversation between a God Hand member and Casca uh, and Guts to happen without Danan intervening in some way. This is her island, and it's basically being intruded upon by a major enemy. You know, she yeah. probably has something to say or do about that. 
I don't know what she would say or do, but for that whole thing to transpire under her nose without her acting, that seems off key to me. Yeah, and uh, I I feel like she has a way to compel violence, uh, how to say, non-violence out of people, uh, if if, uh, I guess that makes sense. Okay, yeah. When the boy appears, uh, you've got cherry blossoms falling around him. This is her place. It's like, reminds me of Ganishka. Within the fog, that his domain. And right. so this island, that's her place. That's her aura of a tree is everywhere. And the Skull Knight is here as well. And like he tells Guts, like he tells Danan, he didn't just come to, to visit the tomb. Obviously, he came to visit the tomb because he's a tragic character, but not just for that. He reminded her in episode 363, which people were too busy complaining about Isidro to, to notice, that he's come for a reason because now all he cares about is basically destroying the God Hand. And now we've got a member of the God Hand there. Right. So, and it, whenever Skull Knight first appeared, the, the, one of his next lines was causality has yet to converge, I think was the translation. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I mean, these characters are going to do something. We were mentioning Ged. Well, may, maybe the Skull Knight will, will do something. And maybe not. Maybe he'll come late. Uh, maybe <laughs> what happened? Wait, what? I missed it. I yeah. was in the grave. Oh shit! He'll try again, and Femto will deflect the sword. Uh, he's <laughs> he hoping he's in Osuruki again. Damn Poor it, old man! Leave not him. again. <laughs> now I think it could be that everything we've mentioned unfolds. Gus and Casca, and then Griffith is about to do something. Then Skull Knight appears, and he flees. I mean, all of this is possible. And then they have this conversation of what should we do. Skull Knight saying, well, I told you you should have killed that boy. Or maybe he'll say, actually, it's good you didn't kill him back then because now that guy has got a weakness. It's your son. Mm-hmm. So all these possibilities are in front of us. Unfortunately, we're likely not going to see uh, most of it, but uh, I'm very excited to to be getting uh, this one. Yeah. I mean, n- now that we've seen relative the relatively... Uh a big chunk of what the content of the episode will be. Obviously, there's a lot more pages to see, but the, th- the through line we can kind of see. We can begin to reevaluate how we felt when we first heard that there would be a new episode of Berserk, which is we, we were pretty comfortable with the down-tempo place that 363 left all of the characters. Now we see where Miura was taking the story, and it's very exciting. And yeah. he was making a big, bold moves. And to me, that's even better uh, than than leaving it where it was. Personally, it's it's a less it's less of a closed book. It's definitely more of an open door scenario, but it's one that is thrilling. And I, I would be, I, I think, I'd be it'd be a worse series if I didn't get to know that part. So yeah, yeah, I guess we should talk about that because some people are saying, oh, well, I'm not sure even I'll even read it and and so on and right, they'll read it though. Yeah, and the thing is. You could say, well, uh, I'd prefer Berserk if it ended at the end of episode of uh, volume 21. You know, you got uh, the Skull Knight on the cliff overlooking the world. The world is changing and damn, that's the ending. Boom. Yeah, could be a great way to end the, the series, right? But uh, then op- volume 22 opens and you see Guts and Griffiths and Zod and, and it's fucking amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And then everything after that is, is amazing. Uh, Millennium Falcon arc, amazing. Fantasia arc, amazing. Great stuff all around. So uh, you can't just... And also, the idea is that it, it would make an elegant point to stop the story. I mean, it's true, but uh, it's not what was intended, right? Right. It's not what was intended. And I'll, I'll definitely take 
uh, this episode of We're Not Getting It. I even take one more page. <laughs> I didn't take like yeah, I, I said totally. it, uh, so I'm not gonna repeat it again. But I'll take anything I can. Yep. That's probably a good place to stop. Um, not because we have nothing left to say, but because uh, we'll get, be getting an, the full episode in a matter of weeks, and we'll have a whole lot more to say at that point. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Uh, stay tuned for that, of course, and um, stay looking forward to that and a little bit more Berserk to come before the end. Mm, Berserk forever. See you guys. <laughs>